I think for me, that helps me to frame some of the conversations I'm seeing online where where actually transparency is hindering ministry and, and, and becoming a block where, where lack of transparency, I, I mean to say. But then also reflecting in my own life where transparency can not just be ministering, ministry to others, but also ministry to myself. You're listening to the Pocket Pulpit Podcast with Sarah Kinzer and Hector Martinez, part of the TCD Podcast Network. All right. Hey, welcome, everyone. Uh, it's the return of the Pocket Pulpit Podcast. We are back. Uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus, season one, season two, uh, which is a little bit of a joke because season one was like long. Uh, yeah. Normally, normally season one pilot seasons are like, you know, four episodes and we're going to figure out what this is all about but uh we did 40 we did 40 something yeah 40 episodes a couple special episodes some throwback episodes and so uh i didn't anticipate it going that long i've said that a lot i didn't anticipate us getting 40 episodes so here we are yeah here we are and uh you know i know it's been three months since we've recorded an episode and so i you know feel a little a little shaky shape you know get the rust off i had to um i had to regain my my recording space i had to pull so my um rocker glider that's right here in the corner where i record was where i had set a lot of sweatshirts on hangers Um, i haven't put them up i just moved them to another And then I sat down and I went, oh, I also haven't dusted over here. So that's why that's the benefit of having this be audio. Yeah, absolutely. See my dust. Yeah. Well, I'm over here in a a new, I can see your dust. I can't see it. It's it's pretty noticeable. So uh, (laughs) just kidding. Uh, I'm in a new space, but I'm learning kind of, uh, I built a new desk, uh, recently moved down to the great state of Texas and uh yeah so I'm in a new space as well and just kind of learning what it is to be in this space of course of course Smokey Smokey my cat he just knew we haven't hung out um can you hear that can I hear what Okay, good. No, my dad's cutting the grass, and so I live with my parents now, and so dad's cutting the grass. So, and your wife, and my wife, my wife. Well, my my wife's not cutting the grass, but I live I live with her. Oh, you live with her. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today, Sarah? Because I think you know part of digital ministry. I guess some of the thoughts that you and I had uh, off off camera in a previous meeting, or off off record, I guess, which is now on the record. Digital ministry, like, is it still a thing? Is is the season two necessary, uh, you know, in this season of what ministry is in the world? Is it still necessary? Boy, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I feel like we went straight into the, the meat, and I thought we were going to sort of banter a little longer. And we can like, banter more. We can cut that out of banter more. Um, you're going to say, I'm going I'm to cut that part out, and then you're not going to cut it out. No, I won't. There's <laughs> a shout out to Keith Meyer who loves that. Yeah, he so likes that. he likes that. All right, hey there, Jeff from the Church Digital Digital Church Network here. 
We're going to get you back to the podcast here in a second. Sarah, Hector, thanks for letting me borrow the audience. Church, we've got an incredible opportunity to help churches like yours connect with spiritual explorers digitally. Now, maybe you've heard of this thing, He Gets Us. You've seen their ads on the NFL games or social media or even billboards around town. You see, He Gets Us is a U.S.-based ad campaign that connects people seeking spiritual answers with pastors and volunteers who have the answers to these spiritual questions and ultimately connects them to your physical or digital church. This is a great opportunity that's only going to expand as He Gets Us is running several Super Bowl ads. That's right. Imagine the potential reach and your church can be a part of this for free. That's right. You get 12 months of He Gets Us, 12 months of Spiritual Explorers, 12 months of the technology, uh, the platform, all of it for free. No strings attached, no hidden fees. We just want to get people connected to God through the church. So here's what we want you to do. For more information and to sign up, go to thechurch.digital slash he gets us. That's thechurch.digital slash he gets us. Or for questions, feel free to text me, 484-324-8724. Hector, Sarah, let me hand it back to y'all. Thank you. When you drove down, you had originally intended on like stopping and seeing a lot of people, yes. but y'all had a lot of people that you had met on Twitter, yes. but y'all got COVID shortly before you moved and that put a damper in your plans. I think you were still able to see one or two people. Yeah, we saw one or two people like we, we had COVID the week before, so we were still kind of coming off of COVID. So we were distance mass, just kind of knowing that like, um, yeah, we were just still feeling down. Mm -hmm. uh, so originally we had planned like, let's reach out to some people and see about hanging out, grabbing food. Um, it was more of kind of just hanging out at a distance, but mm -hmm. oh, let me tell you, so, so good. Um, I got to sit with uh, a Twitter friend and, and pastor and, uh, just process the, the, the move. It was still one or two days in. And so it's just kind of like, all right, this is a real thing. Um, and then, uh, on the tail end of our trip, we got to, to sit with a friend as well. So. Yeah. Is that a secret? Whoever those people are, or you just, no, I, I mean, no. Uh, so we met, uh, I met for the first time, um, uh, Andrea Holmes, 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 uh, Angelique had met with them and, and, uh, a group in Idaho. Uh, so I got to sit also with Jake Lee, who mm -hmm. is, uh, just, uh, Jake Lee is one of I, I I just I can't say enough how much I appreciated sitting with them and processing and hearing um, affirmation, but also um, encouragement uh, towards the Lord and, and just that the Lord sees, um, knows, and, and is not bothered by uh, the circumstances that I've, I've found myself in. Um, that was really good, and then I got to sit with. Um, Hi, man, Sandy Coy. Well, Angelique and I got to sit with Hi, man, Sandy Coy. Um, and, and actually, uh, fun fact, our car broke down in New Mexico. 
Mm-hmm. And so we had to rent a car, uh, reload the rental, drive it all the way to Texas, and then eventually go pick the car back up. And so we got to see Hyman Sandy twice, uh, which is, is just uh, so great. Uh, I love just our interaction. Hyman and I have been connected, had conversations, you know, and then we just got to, yeah, just have some real life updates. And, and You met John Pyle too. Once you once you got back to yes yeah 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 so John John Pyle if for anyone listening uh, if you he is also in the Digital Church Network um, here on the show well the show this part of it but yeah so he he's got a uh, he's a pastor in San Antonio which is about an hour from where I'm at and he uh, has a podcast called Better on the Inside uh, which such great conversations if you're not listening to Better on the Inside. And you want to hear more about, um, you know, for us, we talk about the church in social media spaces, the people and doing ministry in social media spaces. Um, John's podcast uh, is about how how to be a part of the church. Um, in fact, I love the pivot he made. So originally it was how to be a part of church staff, how to work for a church and not lose your soul. Uh, but then to come to well, how to even be a part of the church, really uh, expanding that uh, vantage point. And so, yeah, I got to sit with John uh, for briefly, uh, got to hear him preach and just looking forward to continue to connect with him. Um, really appreciated uh, his message when I was sitting in, in service. And, you know, it's always a, a funny thing when, you know, I guess always is the first time for me, but uh you know, coming off of the church staff and going into a building and it's like, okay, like I am not expected to do anything. I'm going to sit in the service and listen to my friend preach. And then I get, I'm just going to go home right after, you know? Yeah. That's really, it's a really nice feeling to go into a, into a service where you are not responsible for anything and you aren't aware of the timing, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so to, to kind of bring all that back into pocket pulpit, digital, digital discipleship, digital ministry, you know, meeting these people that I'd connected with online, um, John, I had 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 a couple phone calls, a couple Zoom calls, uh, just talking about digital ministry, talking about life. And, but all of these people that we met and stopped with, they, it wasn't, it was the same story that I have had when I met you, Sarah, when, when the wedding and with uh, meeting other people that have come through, had to come through Seattle. Like, I didn't feel the awkwardness of, I actually don't know who this person is. Like, they are who they present as online. Because I was actually thinking about this the other day because um, someone somewhere, I was just tweeting about how online community isn't real, it's surface level. And I was like, you know, that is more of an indictment of the way you use social media than it is an indictment of online community. Because it just says to me that you're still on the outside. You have not used social media or leveraged it in a way to build community. And you haven't learned how to do that. And that's not necessarily a bad, like a, a, a condemnation on that. But it is recognition that the depth 
of which they've allowed relationship uh, to form in their own interactions just hasn't come to a place that I have experienced and a lot of people to once again see that these online relationships are real and they are, it's not stranger danger, you know? Um, it's not like I was meeting with people that I had no context of who they were. Yeah, so anyway, I, I still very much believe in these online relationships. There's so many people across the country and even internationally that I would love to sit with, have coffee, tea, or a burger, and just talk the same way that we've been talking online the same way that i would talk to my neighbor my best friend about life and ministry the lord and and you know just any number of things yeah i i did not have the same three months you had two three yeah. months i did not move to another state but the break came at a good time for me um i have my summers are very busy a lot of people say that some around the church slows down, but that's not the case in, in my world because I, I work with children's ministry. I also work with our youth ministry. And so I also work with discipleship and that piece does slow down a bit. Yeah. Um, but children's ministry and youth ministry sort of ramp up. You know, they do camps. So I had camps that I did and, and VBS and all of that. And I was exhausted and I needed a break. And I've thought about whether or not to mention this in our conversation today. Um, but I, I, so I burnt out, you know, because I was just running, 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 running. And I, you know, I, I tend to do that at the end of the summer and I can take a break, go on vacation, take a few, a week or two after everything and get myself back together. But this year, you know, I, I hit the end of all of these things and felt burnt out and I took a week and I could not get myself back together. That was rather difficult because I've always been able to pick myself up. So when I think about is online ministry still working, I have throughout the summer because of my schedule and then also because of just how emotionally exhausted I was. I pulled back from the timeline. Um, I used, I was, you know, for a long time, very active on the timeline, but I just, I didn't have the capacity for it. And so a lot of the things that were part of my routine, how I interacted on the timeline, I stopped doing, or I started doing less. And I've missed, I've missed that, but I needed, I needed a break. There were, there have been in my life, in my in-person experience and online, people who have been open about their experiences with burnout, with depression with anxiety with mental health issues and um people have been willing to have those conversations publicly and that made a difference to me this summer because I was able to say if if this person can admit that they need help if if that person can admit that they started taking medication to help them like Maybe it's okay if I go have a conversation with my doctor about about where I'm at. And so I did. And and it is not something that I have put on my Twitter wall, but I have really gained a respect for people who have, who have been open and transparent with their mental health because I didn't realize just how much bravery it takes to admit that you need help. 
But the other thing, the other day, I thought to myself that transparency is ministry. And so the people who have gone online and been willing to talk about this have made a difference in, in my life and encouraging me to take steps towards getting myself into a healthier place. So I haven't felt like I've been giving as much to the online ministry world, but online ministry has been giving to me. Mm. No, that's good. That's really good, man. That, uh, transparency is ministry. That, uh, I think that for me, that helps me to frame some of the conversations I'm seeing online where, where actually transparency is hindering ministry and, and, and becoming a block where, where lack of transparency, I, I mean to say, but then also reflecting in my own life where transparency can not just be ministering ministry to others, but also ministry to myself to be transparent about where I am and see even being transparent with the Lord. I mean, he knows, but also to, yeah, to just to exist in that transparent, honest, vulnerable, raw space is, is good, is healthy, is right. I, for one, am really glad that you are feeling better, that you are in a place that's much healthier. Yeah, me too. We can transition or we can keep talking, keep catching up, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do. Well, I'm, I'm game. There's no real script for this. This is just us coming back and bringing the show back and catching up and talking to the ministry. I don't have anything more to talk about about that. Perfect. <laughs> well, do you have any things that you have thought to ask? Um, no, I, I guess I do have, I was thinking before the show and yesterday of like, now what do I even want to talk about? Or like what, where am I at in my place in life? And even responding to your Twitter question of like, where have you seen social media? ministry like how has it impacted you in different questions so i've just been reflecting on that um so we can go into that if, if you want sure. yeah okay so my season of like church staff ministry is, is done right now like i left my church left my city moved back home with my parents and this season has been one of figuring out like what do i do next uh, and there's been some questions of like my identity, who I am in Jesus, who I am just without this staff position that I held for a long time. Um, and, and so anyway, I, I was just reflecting on digital social media ministry as like, it has afforded me the opportunity that while right now I'm not on staff and right now I'm processing how to find another church which let me tell you if you're a, a pastor leader out here like that is a hard thing to do and so I think that you like when you're looking at people coming through the door and they're looking for a church like be gentle be gracious like it's a hard process um, and uh and anyway so just um digital ministry and digital relationships, online relationships, they're, they're real relationships, but they, they are, are found online in online spaces, have really kept me afloat, have really been able, like the online tools have helped me to, to see 
a space where I still can minister. And even in my questions or my thinking through processing, there's other people out there who are thinking the same thing. So, so coming back to your transparency thing and being transparent online of like, I don't even know if I want to step back into church, you know, like that's a, a, a hurt, a thing that I'm processing now. And, but I, I know I still love the church. I know I still love the people and I know I still love the Lord. And so just processing that um, in community online has been really, really good for me. So. Lately, I've been thinking uh, one of the things that I have gained out of uh, be- being on online, being on Twitter, is that I have gotten more of a um, a global perspective, a more not actual non-denominational perspective to or multi-denominational. I don't know. It's not non-denominational because I've gotten the perspective of people from other denominations. Right. Um, and so. Um, but I think, you know, we would, we've, we read in scripture where, um, like Paul will say, you know, I greet you, I greet this person or like to give my, give my best to so-and-so. I think that social media has given that back to the church. Like you talk about, I mean, you were in Seattle and when you got to Texas, you had already had, I mean, you grew up I grew up in Texas yes so I I had the connections you're mentioning are ones that you gained like online and they are connections it's straight into the church straight into connections with people that you trust and you find safe yeah absolutely and and that is that's really cool it's it's one of those things that says to me that what we are working to build through online ministry is valid and is not actually, it's not this brand new thing. Could be a trend or a fad or will go away when, you know, whenever life gets totally back to normal, whenever that would be, but it's, it's just a different variation on something that has been part of the church the whole time. And maybe has even been missing for a time when people, you know, you, when I drive to church, I pass several other churches on the way. I don't know who's in there. And I don't, you know, I don't know what they're teaching and I don't know what they think. And it's hard for me to imagine sitting down in an open conversation that just starts the way that a conversation online does. You just, you skip through all of the, like, let me find out who you know and who you but you just go into the conversation about what you believe and what you think and you can have these conversations with people that you don't have a lot of background with and you can learn and grow from them yes um and i don't have those with those people in person now is that a like you say you were observing someone who said well online ministry doesn't isn't doesn't have whatever for me and you said well that might speak more to their what they've put into it you know right right yeah absolutely and so it could say like that me saying that i don't have that in person might say something about me and my involvement in person but i do i did take part this summer in a week-long youth camp that brings people together 
from all different kids together from all the different denominations in town. Um, and they work together and do service projects together uh, locally. But it wasn't, you know, we didn't go directly into. Well, it, was, it sounds like it was more of like building relationships, doing work together, um, rather than like, all right, let's just, we're going to get to the basics of our theology and like, we're going to sit down and have this question. And I know that I, from talking with you and hearing about that week, I know there was Bible study, there was mm-hmm. teaching, there was preaching, but like that wasn't the like entry point into those relationships, right? It was like, yeah. we're going to sit and do work together in this local community that we all have a tie to. Um, so there was some commonality there as well. Um, I don't know if I had a point there or not, just some observations. I will say, like, we talk about online conversations, and I think it's important to recognize the thought, and we may have said this on the show before, but, like, it's actual dialogue. Like, it's not just coming in there and being like, well, I actually believe this. You see a lot of that online. But that's not the type of interactions we're talking about. We're talking about the interactions and conversations where you get to be curious, um, you get to be humble and just say, hey, I don't know if I quite understand what you're saying or this has been something new to me. Um, could you explain further? Or, or here's a question I have, a specific question. Um, are you saying this? And you get to, to try and come to a, an understanding um, both on theological questions, but also in like, are you telling me that you really put nacho cheese on hot cheese? Uh, and it's a cultural thing. Yes, I'm telling you that. And it's spreading like wildfire. And if you don't like it, get out of here. But this, the thing of like, coming to a place of understanding, because when we're in community, that's what we do, you know? When we're in in-person families, right? You don't just look at your family and go, I have no desire to understand where you're coming from, why you believe what you believe. You say, hey, I don't quite get that, but I want to because I want to know you better and I want to have that observation. Hi, Smokey. <laughs> My cat is just so excited that we're recording again. Oh, I know. He has missed this. Yeah. I did not know that my cat enjoyed this so much until it was gone and then it returned and he was like, don't forget me. I'm part yeah. of it. But he cat's just saying, look, listen, this relationship was real. I miss Hector. Oh, I miss Hector. <laughs> Where's Hector? No, um, I do. That is more readily available. I was thinking about maybe it, I just haven't put into it. I have put into those kind of conversations in person, but in order to pull that off in person, like you have to arrange schedules, you have to arrange space. And if everybody's schedule doesn't suit, you can't do it. And so like online, that's readily available to you at all times. So you can have these sort of learning, growing conversations whenever you want to take part in them. Yes. And you can get out of them whatever you want to take out of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've really enjoyed listening. I listened to uh, the parent show of the network. I listened to the parent network of the show. The parent show. Oh. Uh, I listened to the parent show of the network, uh, the Digital Church podcast with Jeff Reed. And he he had someone on recently, which I'm very interested to talk to. Wink, wink. Um, he, they built uh, basically community on Discord. And it was asynchronous, so meaning that, like, they had some things that were synced up, like Bible studies and prayer nights, um, gatherings that they would 
do through this uh, Discord. But essentially, you know, the numbers were crazy too. They're talking like overnight they might have, you know, 500 messages of people who are checking in globally. And during the day, there's something like 2,000 messages back and forth, you know, with the community gathering. So anyway, it's just online affords the ability that, like, I might not show up at the same time because of my schedule. Maybe I'm at work all day or tending to a family emergency, but I can still show up and respond and community relationships still happening. Yeah. So the other thing I think that has happened in the, we had the conversation last week about the Matt Chandler thing. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or do you want to like, because it has the potential to impact how people who are primarily more for in-person church to say, do you see the danger of social media? This guy, like he, he came, he was taken down because of DMs. And if we're saying no DMs are good, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get into speculation or, or what happened. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, but I think, I think that situation, no, you're right, that people can leverage a bad situation as a blanket statement. And what that does is bypass any sort of responsibility that he may or may not. Like, in the end, he is responsible for his usage of social media. Mm-hmm. And we can't take that and go, well, did you see? And it's social media. Like, we we effectively are blame shifting to, like, to social media as, like, a, uh, what is it? Um, an object. It's not a, it's not a person, right? Like, it, social media has no feelings. Social media has no reason. It's a neutral thing. Yes. Yeah. And you blame shift it to something that you can't even, like, social media can't get up and be like, hey, actually, it's not my fault. You know, I know that sounds weird, but but I think, like, yeah, we, we have, for all the, the, the talk online and, and offline of, you know, what it looks like for us to take responsibility for our actions, I think that's, that's one of what I would initially come to. It's like, you're telling me you're going to blame something that has no reason when you know we touch things and use things in a healthy or unhealthy manner every single day yeah so that argument has to has to come to to everything anyway i forget who we were talking to several months ago and and i think i talked about how like a baseball bat is is a neutral object Mm -hmm. you can use it as it was intended to hit um baseballs and you can learn to hit well, but if you use it to beat somebody, it's not the fault of the baseball bat. Right. You know, you're you're using it wrong. It's not supposed to be used to beat people. I think um, that was uh, Dr. Valerie Hodge, which is, that's coming up. It's in the okay. queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about religious language, so. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was Elias Dummer. I don't know. It might have been. I, I think it was Elias. I think it was. I think that I listened to it when I was driving. So. Oh yeah, then it was Elias. That was a good conversation, Elias. I almost would ask, like, what are your? You know, I ask. I like to ask people what are their dreams, mm-hmm. 
I like to hear what people's dreams are. I like to, I like to hear that. Back in the spring, like I had some real clear vision about what I wanted for online ministry. I got really worried at one point that I was going to, I was going to miss it. Like mm. if I, if I take a break, if the po- pocket pulpit stops for a minute, and if I don't c- constantly have conversations about online ministry, like people are going to forget about me and I'm going to get left out. Um, and I know that people are having conversations about what being the church online looks like and how to, is there a way to make it a more structured thing? Or I know those conversations are happening and I'm so excited that those conversations are happening. Um, a thing that pastor Carrie, uh, said in his episode, he said, some people would rather lead nothing than be a part of something. But, you know, so I had, I had ideas, but I'd rather be a part of something than be like, if I can't make it happen exactly how I want it to happen or exactly as I imagined, then I'm not doing it. Um, There's good, smart people in conversation about what it could look like to make something more structured in the online space. Yep. Yep. So I wouldn't know how to answer what's your dream right now. And so I don't know if that's a fair question to be like, do you have a dream Hector? And then I'd be like, cause I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, to be quite honest, well, I know that dream you're talking about. I know. Um, and I juggled it in my head a little bit. We were, we were talking about before my mic just crashed, uh, talking about just in, in, in the, the dreams, dreams, yeah. dreams. So in the, like, my dreams, like, I, what do I dream about for online ministry? Like, I know the dream you're talking about. We've talked about that back and forth, and I've molded that over, and that's one of the dreams. It's kind of like, let me think about that. But I think for me personally, it's like, what do I dream about for online ministry and ministry in general? It's hard. I mean, I mentioned in this conversation, I mentioned offline to you, I mentioned in other spaces that, like, right now, being a part of a uh, church leadership really difficult to think about in transitioning of like I did that for a long time almost a decade and now I'm in the season removed from that environment an environment I grew up in so I'm having to really like a lot of things and think through a lot of things really learn my environment now again and whether or not the ministry that I want to be a part of here but this is the transition uh so anyway i don't don't know if that actually answers your question about dreams it doesn't um just it's hard to dream right now as well yeah i have uh, i do have a daydream about like i would like to do something with people on twitter for advent like i would like to do some sort of collaborative something yeah but that's like a daydream not a big dream yeah. you know that might be all i have do you have more i don't know i, I think i'm i think for that's a great co- catch-up conversation that was a great uh, your mic my mic going out again I'm sorry. All right, we might just have to cut off the episode because of the mic. So, sorry, friends. Got to get that sorted this week. 
because next week we have an exciting interview. An exciting interview. Not next week or in two weeks. Two weeks. Because in two weeks. Because I will not be. And now you're like frozen. It's just me. Just me by myself. Oh, well, I wonder at the end. No, look, you're blinking. (laughs) I'm really good at that. Gosh, so good at that. We are descending into chaos right now. (laughs) Uh, You guys can tell. We're like toddlers when like you push them to do something they don't want to do. They're like, they're tired. They've given everything. It's like, we're like toddlers who are, when you push them, they're that's your mic. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And this has been a a great conversation. Um, I have missed these conversations weekly. And Sarah, I I am looking forward to more. We've got a, uh, I would say a lineup, but I think we have one guest right now. Uh, And so, hey, if you are listening and you're like, I do social media ministry and I would love to, to talk about it. Or if you have witnessed someone using social media for ministry, hey, hit us up uh, on Twitter um, at pocket underscore pulpit or look at the show notes. We'll have our social media handles. Mine has changed since the last time we did the show. That's right. Um, and so I am now at digital hexagon. Hit us up. We'd love to continue having conversations like this. And if you're someone who's like, I don't actually know, I have so many questions, jump into a conversation with us online or hit us up and let's have a conversation uh, in real time for for the podcast. I would love to explore with you. And and I think that also helps us to become sharper in why we believe so much about uh, what we're talking about here. Hey, follow us on Twitter. Go check out the Patreon in the show notes. Um, just a great way to support the work we're doing here. And then check out everything on uh, the church.digital. A number of resources for planting online churches, planting hybrid uh, online and uh, physical churches, as well as a, a host of other podcasts about online ministry. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.